Hello. Hello. And welcome. This is episode 15 of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And this week we're going to do a little something different for you guys. Uh, First of all, want to preface this with we promise you doing something fun for a live ep- episode. I'm just going to say there was not enough time for us to do what we wanted to do. There was definitely not. <laughs> so we are going to keep kind of the same essence that we were working with and what we were going with with the live episode. And it is going to be a little shorter. I apologize. I was out of power for a few days this week and that definitely affected us too. And so we're doing this a little more last minute than we're used to. That is true. That is very true. We're also doing this in the morning. So (laughs) very different than our last few late night episodes. Apologize in advance. I feel (laughs) much much more tired today. (laughs) (laughs) Than we do at like 10 o'clock at night when we record. (laughs) I am exhausted. (laughs) same well we are going to kick it off with some interesting little tidbits for you I am actually going to start with my part here and my part is covering some very famous last words of serial killers murderers or whoever they may be actually and I'll kind of explain who they are and what their last words were The first one I have here is John Wayne Gacy. If you're listening to a true crime podcast, I'm guessing you know who John Wayne Gacy is. Um, He sexually assaulted, tortured, and murdered at least 33 young men and boys in Cook County, Illinois, between 1972 and 1978. His last words on death row before he was executed was kiss my ass which I wanted to start with that one because I just thought it was you know very short sweet to the point Gacy just really did not give a fuck kiss my ass I can literally picture him saying it so I love it (laughs) the next one I have is H.H. Holmes for those of you who have never heard of him, he is considered America's first serial killer. He confessed to killing 27 people, but they could only confirm nine victims. And he was executed on May 7th, 1896. He was another uh, Cook County, Chicago killer, <laughs> serial killer. So, uh, Illinois, it looks like I'm coming for you right off uh, the bat here. Chicago. <laughs> Uh, his last words to the executioner when he was killed was, take your time, old man. <laughs> like, okay. I felt like that was pretty fitting. <laughs> That's very fitting. Now, there's, when I say that there's some that are my favorite, I read a lot of research <laughs> on Famous people's last words. Some of these people I had never heard of. Some of them I had. This next one I think is probably my favorite quote. Uh, This is from Carl Panzram. 
for those of you who don't know who Pan's Ram was, he is he had claimed to kill at least 21 people. Most of those could not be corroborated, but he was known to basically be a major like rapist. He sodomized more than a thousand men and boys. He had I've listened to a few podcasts on him and he had a very fucked up childhood how he grew up, and it basically groomed him into being this monster. And that's exactly what he was. He was a big monster. He was hanged on September 5th, 1930. And at his execution, he his last words were, Hurry it up, you hooser bastard. I could kill a dozen men while you're screwing around. Uh, we'll have to include a picture of Carl Panzram when we post on Instagram because he is just this big fucking guy. And he was like very intimidating looking. And I could just like hear this big, angry, mean man saying this. Also, anything with the word hooser in it is like my favorite quote. So, uh, <laughs> The next one I have, uh, this is from Wesley Allen Dodd. I had never heard of him, actually, but there was a little bit of interesting history on him. He was the first legal hanging in the U.S. after 1965. Uh, They had actually postponed and, like, held off all executions. That was back when they were looking into this as being cruel and unusual punishment. And he actually had a choice of how he wanted to die. And he chose to be uh, hanged. (laughs) He was killed on January 5th, 1993. I guess I should say executed. Wesley had kidnapped, raped, and killed three young boys. Ages 11 and 10, they were brothers. And then a third child who was four years old. He was executed by the state of Washington, but it's believed that Wesley could have potentially raped or sexually assaulted more than 100 other children based off of open investigations and things that he had said. His last quote or last words that he said, I was once asked by someone, I don't remember who, if there was any way sex offenders could be stopped. I said, no, I was wrong. So, like, I read that and was like, what the fuck? And then I read, obviously, everything that he did. And that was pretty jarring to me, personally. That's pretty fucked up. Uh, Yes. So, I wanted to include that because it was a really messed up one. Sorry, I guess I should have included a trigger warning for anyone, for um, the young kids. Yeah, it was really messed up. We'll take it to a lighter note here. And the lightest of notes will be the last one. (laughs) So uh, just prepare yourself. So number five, I have Tom Blackjack Ketchum. He was known as Blackjack, and he was the last man to hang in the U.S. for attempting to rob a train. When he was hanged, there was actually too much drop given for his body weight, and it was pretty fucked up. The noose actually cut his head clean off his body, just like a knife. 
Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely had to include this one. His last, his last words were, "I'll be in hell before you start breakfast, boys. Let her rip." <laughs> okay. Let her rip. I mean, the man rob attempted to rob a train. I'm. He wasn't here, like being executed for murder, or, like child rape or something. So, I mean. Well, it's not as messed up as I'd think, but he was he was positive he knew where he was going. <laughs> oh, for sure. And last but not least, I have the Eileen Warnos. Uh known as America's I don't even want to say America. She's known as one of the most famous female serial killers. Do you want to know a fun fact, Sydney? Because I just really have to tell you this. I would love to know a fun fact. I have so many weird connections to Eileen Warnos. <laughs> like what? So she was boi- born in Troy, Michigan, which it was literally bordering. It's like a city right where I grew up in Metro Detroit. My mom worked in the city of Troy and my uncle used to live there. So, I mean, she grew up right there. She's a Pisces. She's Aww. born only a few days. Her birthday's only a few days after mine. And when she was captured in Florida, she was captured in Volusia County, which is the county that my mother lives in. And she had actually ran from the cops when she was tra- and was arrested and ran from the cops and was arrested in my mom's neighborhood that she first lived in when she moved to Florida. That's wild. Isn't that wild? Every time I talk about her, I'm like, oh, my God, it's so weird. <laughs> that is very strange just proof of how small the world is yes (laughs) so for those of you who don't know about eileen wernos she had murdered seven men in florida between 1989 and 1990 she had tried to claim self-defense from these men but all of whom she had robbed and shot at point blank range she was executed october 9th 2002 and there's actually a very famous movie called Monster with Char- Charlize Theron playing Eileen Warnos. Very good. Highly recommend. Her last words saved the best for last for you guys because this bitch was off the wall. Okay. <laughs> Her last words were, I just like to say that I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus. June 6th, like the movie, Big Mothership and all, I'll be back. Oh, my God. (laughs) So she was, was like, incoherent on drugs is what that sounds like to me. (laughs) She's off her rocker for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, for this next segment, Sydney, you want to take it away? I would love to. (laughs) So for these death row inmates, a last meal is very common prior to the executions. And in many states in the U.S., they're actually able to select what that meal will be. Um, Alcohol and tobacco is almost always denied, which is pretty freaking lame. 
And some states have specific restrictions on this. So like in Florida, the food that they're able to purchase has to be local and it's limited to $40 or under. Oh, I didn't even know that. (laughs) Yeah. Oklahoma is limited to $15 and under. Oh, wow. And in Louisiana, (laughs) the prison warden will actually join the prisoner for the meal. So sometimes they might be the person to purchase it. I'm pretty sure they have a limit, but I couldn't find it as well. Um, And then sometimes they even ask, like, to share their meals with other prisoners or ask for it to be distributed amongst prisoners. So maybe they have, like, a bunch of friends in prison. They'll be like, can you give this person one chicken tender also? Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was really interesting. And usually they yeah. actually they actually grant it, like, whatever. That is interesting. They're looking for. So I have some interesting individuals of what they decided and what they did to get themselves in the situations they were in. So first off, Lawrence Brewer. He was sentenced after dragging a man behind a pickup truck for three miles and was executed in 2011. Yikes. He requested a bowl of fried okra with ketchup, two chicken fried steaks smothered in gravy and onions, a cheese omelet with ground beef, tomatoes, onions, bell and jalapeno peppers, a triple meat bacon cheeseburger, (laughs) three fajitas, one pound of barbecue, a half loaf of white bread, which I can just feel on the roof of my mouth. (laughs) Uh, meat lovers special pizza a pint of vanilla ice cream a slab of peanut butter fudge with crushed (laughs) peanuts and three root beers so that is definitely a full ass fucking meal and the state (laughs) of Texas actually abolished the special meal request in September after his execution because he had told them that he wasn't hungry and ate none of it what an asshole. <laughs> that was like a big last fuck you. Right? But it gets better. It, get, it gets better. Uh, number two on our list is Thomas Grasso. He was arrested for strangling an elderly woman using her own Christmas lights. He stole her purse, her TV, and money from her home, and then murdered an elderly male as well and stole his social security check. He was executed in 1995 and had ordered two dozen steamed mussels, two dozen steamed clams, a double cheeseburger from Burger King, half a dozen barbecue spared ribs, two strawberry milkshakes, half a pumpkin pie with whipped cream and strawberries, and a room temperature can of spaghetti and meatballs. He later complained that... (laughs) He later complained that he did not get his spaghettios. I got canned spaghetti, and I want the press to know this. <laughs> Who wants like a room temperature can of spaghettios as your last meal? What the fuck? I've had me, room temperature spaghettios. <laughs> let me down my spaghettios with uh, two strawberry milkshakes. It just Ew. sounds disgusting. Like, the yes. combinations are literally disgusting. disgusting. I get that people have cravings, but this is just nasty. Facts. Next up, we have Philip Workman, who had robbed a Wendy's and then shot and killed a police officer. He was executed in 2007. 
and he had asked for a large vegetarian pizza to be given to a homeless person. His request was denied, and he had, in return, basically refused to eat because they just gave him whatever the cafeteria meal was for the night. But this was a a request that was not unheard as homeless shelters all across Tennessee, where it had happened, just started to receive massive numbers of vegetarian pizzas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was it, like, in response to this guy being, like, denied? Yes. Oh, my God. I guess people are, like, pissed that they wouldn't. He wanted to do something good for, like, a homeless person. And they were like, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. I guess, like, your, like, last dying wishes you want to feed someone else. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe he turned a leaf. Who knows? Just wanted to be, (laughs) wanted to prove a point. Yeah. One last time. They probably won't do this. Let's make them look like assholes. Odell Barnes Jr. was convicted of breaking into a woman's house while she was at work and then robbed, beat, stabbed, and shot her in the head. He was executed in 2000, and for his final meal, he requested... Justice, equality, and world peace. I don't know how you can eat that up, but (laughs) whatever floats your boat, guys. (laughs) A big name here, we have Ted Bundy, who had confessed to murdering 30 young women, but it was believed that there was more executed in 1989. He did not put in a last meal request, so he was given the default last meal for the Florida State Prison, which was steak, eggs, toast with butter and jam, hash browns, coffee, and a juice, but he refused to eat a single bite. Good. (laughs) And last but not least, I think this was Peyton's first, Mr. John Wayne Gacy. Oh, we love to hear what this guy ate. (laughs) who assaulted and murdered at least 33 young men and boys, executed in 1994. He had requested 12 fried shrimp, a bucket of original recipe KFC, french fries, a pound of strawberries, and a pound of strawberries. Prior to being convicted, he had actually managed three KFC restaurants. So it's rather interesting that he had to put KFC on his list. Yeah, so the reason I love that that was John Wayne Gacy's last meal. Have you ever worked fast food? I think we talked about this. No, I worked at like a a sandwich place, like Cousin Subs, which I guess is like a sandwich place here. Like similar to Subway, but no. So like after you stopped working there, did you want to keep, did you eat there? Um, no. So, like, I do now, but, I mean, it's been, like... Years, right? (laughs) Seven seven or eight years. Yeah, so, like, when I used to work at Hardee's, after I left there, I did not want to eat Hardee's, like, ever again. No. And every now and then I'll get it if I'm, like, driving past it, because there's there's only, like, two in the Metro Detroit area. So, it's very rare that I get it. But... I was just thinking, like, man, you worked at KFC, and you still wanted KFC when you died, like, as your last meal. That's kind of gross. Also, like, isn't there better chicken elsewhere? Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, 
I don't know if that would be my top choice. Uh, give me a famous bull. I'll put um, a famous bull on that list, but not just like the chicken. Yeah, a bucket of chicken. I like want one of everything off Taco Bell's menu. <laughs> it also sounds gross though, like if you think about it. <laughs> so you're gonna eat. I like. What's the time frame? Like, I'm gonna give you this meal, all this food, and then we're gonna kill you in like an hour or what? So I think it's like the night before. Okay. And you want to make sure that it like digests, I think. Yeah, because like, hello, anyone who does not know what happens to the body after you die, usually your body expels feces. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you're just like pooping KFC out while they're injecting you. Like, I don't know. Does that happen with lethal injections? Like, I'm not sure. I'm guessing. It probably still does. Like, once you would think once it'd be the same process no matter how you die. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking, too. Pretty messed up. Yeah, it sounds gross. (laughs) Um, yeah, wild. Well... We wanted to do something a little short and different. I have actually also found two different news stories that I would like to share. Because I found uh, two funny news stories. And they have to do with food as well. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) So if I told you that I have two criminal activity news stories due to do with a fast food place. What fast food place would you guess? McDonald's. Taco Bell. It is McDonald's. <laughs> oh, I was I assumed McDonald's and then I was thinking Taco Bell because it was you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's way more crazy stories of things happening at McDonald's. Oh, yeah. There's there's all kinds of... There's actually a, a murder that happened at the McDonald's by my house. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe we'll do an episode on that. Yeah. Well, there's no murder in either of my episodes, or my stories. So, they're actually both Newsweek articles. This first one is (laughs) titled, Woman Arrested at McDonald's After Pulling Into Drive-Thru for Food During Car Chase. I'm hungry, get me food. (laughs) Listen, this lady is crazy. So, this took place in Worcester, Massachusetts. I am 110% positive I said that right. If I said it wrong, I'm going to be real pissed because I practiced. Uh, (laughs) She said because I practiced. Yeah, it's like, it's not Worcestershire sauce, it's Worcester. Worcestershire. Anyways. A man had called and reported that a woman had climbed into his company car and drove away. And luckily, the company had GPS in the vehicle, so the police actually started tracking it immediately. The officers located the woman in the stolen car, and when they tried to approach her, she drove off. So they quickly hopped back in their car and tried to follow her, and it was going at low speeds. And then quickly, she began to speed up. And ran several red lights. 
So for safety reasons, the cops backed off. They obviously didn't want to cause an accident or harm to anyone. At one point, this lady was driving against traffic. And then other officers in the area were dispatched to help kind of set up a roadblock to potentially stop her. She had then backed into a police car at a high rate of speed, not only hitting the car behind her, but she knocked down and dragged one of the officers. Fun fact, I will say it now, he is fine. He's expected to make a full recovery, so no life-threatening injuries there. The whole chase had stopped when she pulled into a McDonald's drive-thru to order food. She actually tried to escape once she realized the cops were still behind or still trying to get her. She hit another car and then ended up in, like, the mulch and, like, the garden section outside of the McDonald's, and she was stuck there. So they pulled her out of the car where she continued to fight and struggle. Like, lady, give it up. You lost. <laughs> Maybe the whole reason why she committed the crime is because they need a car to go through the drive through at McDonald's. Maybe. <laughs> well, her, she is 38-year-old Johanna Gardelli. And she is now facing more than a dozen charges, <laughs> including failure to stop for police, assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, the car, <laughs> and use of a motor vehicle without authority. So uh, stay tuned, I guess, if we find out what happens to her. But I'm going to guess she was, she's going to be found guilty. <laughs> I would assume so. Same. And keeping with the food theme, I had to give us another McDonald's story. We got a wild one. (laughs) Woman in McDonald's fight served time for assaulting her grandmother. So this lady, Sharice Cleveland, which is funny because this happened in Ravina, Ohio, had actually previously served time for assaulting her grandmother. And she was arrested after starting a brawl with a staff member at McDonald's restaurant. So on, let me see, this article was from last month. And it looked like she, listen, we all know the McDonald's milkshake machine's always down. I got some tidbits this week on why. Really messed up. I don't know if it's, like, insider details. Okay, because when McDonald's franchises, so they're all franchises. You know, they're differently owned. They're not all corporate companies. To franchise the McDonald's company, they require you to get certain, like, the certain product and, like, the certain shake machine, an ice cream machine. And they, they will not grant a franchise license if you do not, agree to having this um, specific brand. Well, the reason they need a specific brand is there is a certain company that gets dispatched to do the work every time it breaks down. And McDonald's gets basically a kickback for every referral every time someone has to come fix it. And no employee is trained how to fix it. It's like a secret code. It's super messed up, but basically it's like a extra money lining McDonald's pockets every time one of these machines breaks down. Sounds about right. Just give us uh, more more money for things that you can't do. 
yeah, basically. <laughs> Anyways, so speaking of like milkshakes, have you ever had like their slushies? They have like the new I have slushies. not. That's like a new thing. Yeah, so I have tried one of their like frozen blue raspberry ones. It's pretty good. Um, but I've never had an issue like if I'm ever there, their slushy machine's not down, so that's cool. This lady though, Sharice Cleveland, she became very upset when the staff told her that she could not mix the three slushy flavors together. And they told her like we can't do that. Like, this isn't 7-Eleven, and you can make your own Slurpee, lady. Anyways, she decided she was just going to go behind the counter and make her own drink. (laughs) Apparently, someone filmed the video, and it got posted on Facebook. As of last month, there was 2.6 million views. (laughs) She then goes behind the counter, and when the staff start yelling at her, she's seen attacking two members of the staff and trying and like hitting them before a police officer responds to the scene and places her in handcuffs this lady apparently has like a very extensive (laughs) background with physical assault yeah she has prior conviction she, in 2015, she was sentenced to two years in prison and three years of probation following her release. And she received credit for 217 days spent in the county jail. Uh, it was determined in 2015, December 2015, she'd be released early. But it was one of the conditions was that she could not have no contact with her grandmother unless other adults were in place. So her grandmother was the woman that she assaulted. That's pretty wild. Also, the fact that the brawl went down at the McDonald's. Yeah. Well, I feel, I kind of feel bad for this lady because she seems a little unstable. There's, like, more in the article about, like, mental health issues. She was, part of her release was, like, ordered to remain on her medication. That was part of her probation. So, it sounds like she, like, has a lot of mental health issues. But also, like, people, if you have mental health issues, please get help. Don't take it out on other people because these poor McDonald's people making like maybe $8, $9 an hour do not need to get beat up because they told you no on something. (laughs) And that is not the person that you get help from. I don't think the McDonald's employees are trained in mental health. Facts. And that three type of slushy isn't going to fix you. So. (laughs) And if it is, go to the 7-Eleven. Yeah, they have better slushies at 7-Eleven. I haven't had the McDonald's one, but, like, I probably would agree because even the picture that I saw, it just didn't look like, eh, it looked- I mean, it was, yeah, it's okay. I wouldn't, I'd rather go to 7-Eleven, but if I happen to stop in a McDonald's, I'll probably get, like, a frozen Coke. I don't know. It's more slushy than, like, frozen drink. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'm explaining that well. I want, like, a blue raspberry or cherry frozen drink that you get, like, at the movie theater. Yes. It's more of a slushy with, like, the chunks of ice. I can't wait to go back to the movie theater and get me one of those. (laughs) We also decided we're going to do something a little more fun today. And kind of moving forward, we want to also end 
with some true crime trivia, at least for now. Help us engage on social media. We will tell you our response next week. So you have to keep coming back, folks. (laughs) And we want to hear your responses on social media, too, because... You know, it's something fun, it's engaging, and it's a little spooky. I mean, I'm a true crime fan, I guess I'd say. (laughs) I know Sydney is. So, we wanted to give you something a little different. So, we talked about some of these people today. I will, my first question I'll ask is, who operated an elaborate murder castle during the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. And our options are A, John Wayne Gacy, B, H.H. Holmes, C, Mary Bell, and D, David Berkowitz. Some of these I feel like... I know, I know. But like, (laughs) I I know the answer. answer. If you guys know the answer, tell us on social media. Instagram, Facebook, we want to hear from you. We want to know your answers. Yes, please. Got anything else for us before we go, Sid? I have a joke and I have a fact. Woo! This is my favorite part. (laughs) Which do you want? Uh, Let's go fact first. So, tacos are popular around the world, but the most popular countries for tacos, the top three, is United States, Mexico, and China. Wow. I was going to say the first two, I'm really not surprised, and then you hit me with the China. I knew there was going to be a a curveball. I would not have expected that. No, not at all. I mean, the first two, I feel like, were pretty obvious. But China, I was very surprised by. And I want to hear more about Chinese tacos. I've had a Korean taco. Yeah, that is true. I've had one I've never had a Chinese taco. But it was, is it actually, like, a Korean taco? Like, does it come from them? Does it, is it just, like, a name? I don't know. (laughs) Um, it's like Korean style is what it's called. I don't know. Because I feel like they do that where they'll say like, oh, these are, I don't know. I want to say Mexican style, but that's actually like accurate. But like, I don't know. No, I'm just questioning myself. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I, um, cause like there's American tacos. Like if you think of like a typical American taco, that's like ground beef, shredded American cheese or cheddar cheese, lettuce, sour cream. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, like an Americanized taco. I don't know. I've had Korean style. I have never heard of chi- like tacos in China. Now I'm going to Google this. Yeah, I, I should have did a little bit more research into that, but that was uh, this morning thing when I was half asleep. It's fair. <laughs> um, and I have a joke. Okay, okay. Hit me with that. How much do I love tacos? A lot. From my head to my toes. How much toes? Tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> to I could you know 
to my toes. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. (laughs) Sorry, folks. I haven't had coffee yet. Tomatoes. (laughs) Okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Man. (laughs) Side note, I just Googled China tacos. (laughs) That's probably not the best way to do it. But, holy crap, these look so good. And they have, like, rice on them. Ooh. Yeah. Also, in the Cosmopolitan in L.A., or in L.A., in Las Vegas, there's this restaurant called China Poblano, apparently. And it's, like, a... It's a combination of, like, traditional Chinese food and Mexican food. That sounds good. Yeah, it looks so good. <laughs> gonna have to check that out. Yeah, next time we're in Vegas, we gotta check it out. That sounds great. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm gonna go through a rabbit hole of Chinese tacos now. Um, <laughs> like I said, folks, tell us your true crime trivia answer on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Tacos and Tequila Podcast. On Instagram at Tacos and Tequila. And uh, keep, you know, the interaction coming. We are very flattered how many people keep giving us suggestions. We love to see it, so thank you. And by we, I mean Cindy. Usually she tells me to go look at Instagram. <laughs> I have been slacking a little bit. I saw I have a couple or a few unread messages, so I'll get to that later today. But also, I'm gonna try and be better and help out, guys. Really sorry. Uh, I also didn't have power the last few days, so it's been rough over here. And then we had that trip, so like we were on the water and had a big like Fourth of July outdoorsy trip. So we also, I, I guess that's a reason we, personally, I've been slacking, but both of us, you know, we were gone for a few days. It throws your schedule off when you come back. Oh, yeah. It's gone. Just trying to catch up on life. It was a whole <laughs> mess. It's been uh, interesting, but we appreciate your guys' support. It means the world to us. And, um... You know, hopefully you come back for episode 16, because I definitely think it's getting better, folks. (laughs) We're only going to go up from here. We got a lot of fun things planned. So many fun things. So many things. (laughs) Well, that's all I have. So I guess we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Ha 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 ha!